was crisp. Good afternoon, morning, or evening. Good hello. <laughs> that was so ominous. That was good hello, good whatever afternoon. time of day it may be. Uh, when you are listening, it's afternoon for us at the present moment, but it may mm-hmm. not be for you. No, no. Time is funky like that. Um, time be crazy like that. It, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. How Hi. is everyone doing, Bryn? It has been four weeks. It's I think like four weeks, maybe, like maybe exactly almost four weeks since we have recorded something. Although you think, all would never know. <laughs> yeah, because again, time is funky. Um, mm. Y'all would never know that we have not been recording for quite some time. Um, yes, yeah, yes, yes. See, what has happened in these past four weeks? Why haven't we been uh, recording? Ooh, Several ooh. reasons. You moved. I, you moved, like, I across moved the across the country. I moved across the country to my to my dorm. Mm-hmm. I'm back at I... college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to get back. I had an identity crisis. Life. You had an identity crisis. I did. It lasted for several weeks. Um, what else has been happening? That's 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 mainly been it. But both of those things lasted for a while. I mean, you went on like mm-hmm. a whole road trip. Literally, like. Seven or eight days. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. What was it was the, a lot of fun though. What was the best thing you saw on your cross country road trip? Um, Yellowstone is pretty incredible. Mm. I thought you were gonna say like the largest ball of twine. Gonna be real. <laughs> or like the asparagus yeah. festival in Wyoming. I went to Spokane. It was pretty neat. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no um, offense if you live in Spokane. But full of events. Uh, no, uh, uh, maybe a little bit. Um, but yeah, I've uh, I've just been trying to get acclimated and figuring out my class schedule so we can figure out when we record again. But now we've we've got it. We're good. We got to get back in practice. So we're we're back yes. at our jobs because we're so good at it. Um, mm. But today is not. This is this is like a warm up. This is a little. This is a special, a special little interlude episode because today (laughs) we're going to respond, be responding to some questions, some comments, some trials and tribulations, controversy, some controversy Mm -hmm. involving some of our opinions and and stuff we said on the show. That's right. Welcome to fan mail. Hell yeah! Welcome to the mail room. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to the mailroom, my dudes. Uh, this is the first special that we've ever done that's not directly animorphs related, but it is directly like well, it's directly animorphs related. related. It's just we're not reading I mean, a book and talking we're not about really, it. It's about us. It's not necessarily about like a specific book. Which yes. Is weird and exciting. I don't know. I think anyway, so. Anyway, let's get into it. Um, so we've gotten some fan mail recently. Um. Mm-hmm. First of all, thank you to everyone who has DM'd us, tweeted at us, uh, or and or emailed us. Uh, we really enjoy reading all of your fan mail, um, your thoughts, your opinions, whatever you have to say. We love hearing it. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about some of your guys' hot takes and also some of the things mm. that are hot takes about your hot takes. Does that make sense? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Wow. Big brain moment. Um, 
What Jenny? All right, let's get this energy up. Yeah, let's get this energy up. We're both tired. Um, I've been awake since four forty a.m. I went to bed at three last night, so we're (laughs) literally an hour. (laughs) We missed each other by an hour and a half. So sad. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Let's get into it. Jenny, what do you want to talk about first? What are we feeling? What are the vibes? Oh gosh, don't put that pressure on me. Do we want to? Do we want to? Do we want to? I don't know. <laughs> say what you want to. I don't know what I. I don't know what I want to say. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm a Libra. You know I can't make decisions. That's so true. That's so true. Okay. You know what? Let's start with the most recent then. Um, ah yes. If you're listening to this in chronological order. Our last episode was that we released was no, not the last, but the second to last episode that we released was the reunion. Um, mm, and the in the reunion, in the onion, I remember this vividly: us talking about the OK Corral reference. Oh, um, <laughs> in that, uh, when they're like, you know, going up the mountain or whatever, and Marcus says something about the OK Corral, and we both were like, oh, OK Corral, that chain restaurant and that I've never I been want to. to clear up the rumors, <laughs> okay? Clear the Look, rumors. By the time that that reference... Okay, okay, listen, here's what happened. By the time that reference came around, we had been recording for at least three hours, and we were dog-tired, we were exhausted, I was tired from work, I I just I I so I read OK Corral and in my head I saw Golden Corral and that's why I was confused. Okay, I saw Corral. <laughs> you saw Corral. Head. You said Corral. There we go. I said Corral, and I said I saw it. I saw something and I said something. And I do <laughs> want to make it clear. I know what the OK Corral. <laughs> I've been to I wanna... Tombstone. If you haven't been to Tombstone, it's pretty awesome. But uh, uh, thank you for correcting me and making yeah, we me had... realize that I made that mistake because I also didn't realize it while I was editing the episode. We had several people emailing, Literally emailing us within separate like, people. Within like six hours of that episode releasing, it... like a couple different people emailed us to be like, um, hey, uh, that's. That's not quite right. You know about the and, OK Corral? Like, do you know what that is? You know what? That's not actually what that is. Um, first of all, I did not know what the OK Corral is, and I also didn't know what a Golden Corral is. What the is. Golden Corral is. That's, <laughs> so, that's, yes. So, well, Jenny knew both of those things and just got mixed up. I am permanently Knew neither. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> thank you, everybody, for Thank you so much. <laughs> Because that is some of the funniest shit that's ever happened, in my opinion, on this show, is mixing as up the as... OK Corral with Golden Corral. As soon <laughs> Thank as you for we got all those know. emails, I texted Jenny and I was like, are we going to get canceled over this? Is this, <laughs> is this cancel worthy? Uh, before we even started, before we started this podcast, we were just like chatting, shooting the shit, talking about how funny it would be to get canceled about something that we said on the show just something very stupid. Um, and Jenny has a very elaborate life plan that she explained in detail the first time she met my parents, which was oh, frankly yeah. a traumatic experience because it oh, ends no. with her throwing herself over the cliff. Anyway, yes. um, and part of Jenny's life plan is to get canceled. So to as soon canceled. as this came up, we were, I was like, is this it? It feels a little this early is it. in our lives. Bullet this to my head. It? Fucking, Fucking <laughs> put the gun up to my head. Russian roulette. 
was cancel worthy. <laughs> it was not, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Shame. thank you to everybody, the several people who emailed <laughs> us to explain just how wrong we were about the OK Corral Just situation. how wrong we were. Just how wrong we were. Yeehaw, Wyatt Earp. <laughs> there's Wyatt Earp, and then there's Doc Holliday, and those are the two that I know. And they got into a fight with some guns. That's what happened in Tombstone. Watch the movie. It's pretty good. Have you seen the movie? No, you haven't seen the movie. Then you know what that is. Nope. It's a pretty good movie. It's 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 based off the shootout that happened. So I gather. I feel like I'm make. I feel like I'm making it too clear that I want people to know that I know what this is. Oh my god! I'm acting like my mom. My mom will want us very much to to know when she thinks something is bad. Like we, in, when we were on our road trip, we drove past a lot of Trump posters, and every time she would go like, "That is just disgusting," and then she would look at me and my brother for approval. <laughs> and that's what I feel like in this moment. I'm sorry for interrupting you with my mom tangent. You know what? I love Tammy. I'll hear about Tammy any time of day. I love her. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> she's so great yes she's nothing oh, i'm yes. just thinking about I the first have time to agree. parents and it was absolutely surreal and they gave us they gave us um fucking little cack they gave us little succulents and i did everything i could to take care of that little that little fucker and it continuously was rotting and dying and you did literally nothing to yours I forgot and about it, it lived. for about You literally two forgot about it. It was thriving. I didn't touch it for weeks. You didn't water it. Like, <laughs> I watered <laughs> it when it told me to water it, like, every two weeks or something like that. I, 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 even if that's not the right number, I swear I knew the correct number of the time to water it. But maybe I just needed to take a hands-off approach. <laughs> Perhaps. It was Perhaps. A, an emotionally distant plant. Hmm. Maybe I'm also emotionally distant, so maybe that's why oh, I go no. along with that plan. Oh, you know, perhaps. Like perhaps, also like perhaps. perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Um. Okay. Are we done talking about plants? <laughs> I'd like to be. Okay, we're done talking about plants, and we're done talking about the OK Corral. Okay. I'm glad that we are able to quell this drama. Quell this drama. Uh, we do have some other minor drama that we need to quell. Not even quell. Um, it's just the other thing that somebody corrected us on, which we appreciate. Uh, um, yes. Is that we recently learned that, and thank you at Dragon Trainer on Twitter for telling us this, that not all of these books were written by Kay Applegate and Michael Grant. A lot of them were ghostwritten. Um we don't know like a lot about this. We just we, we yes. yeah. But I guess yeah, yeah. Like books twenty five to fifty two. More than half of the series. Yeah, yeah. were mostly ghost written. Um and only number twenty six and thirty two in that range were written by Kay Applegate and her husband. I also did not know that Michael Grant and Applegate were married. I did know that, and that I did know like that the two of them sense. were were K A Applegate. But I guess I mean you brought this point up, and I thought I think it's a very salient point that if you think about it, all of those ghostwriters are also K A Applegate. Mm-hmm. And I think that is true. So saying K A Applegate in and of itself is not incorrect. 
However, yeah. I, I, I myself have not looked into any of this to know Me if either. it's... I assume it is true, because I don't think Dragon Trainer would lie to us for no for no reason, but... I trust Dragon Trainer. I haven't... I haven't... I've been trying to avoid spoilers like the plague, so I, yeah. I won't look up any information about Animorphs and, and its writing process until this until we finish the series. However, I do know that I don't know if it by now it probably already happened, but the, the editor of the original series, uh actually she recently did an AMA on, on the Animorphs Reddit, so mm-hmm. uh I of course I'm not visiting that either because spoilers, but um It'll still be there, cool. right? On Reddit? Yeah, you history. can still read the questions the she answered. Yeah, the archives. Yes, <laughs> the sacred text will still the be Jedi. Around. The Jedi texts. The Jedi. Text. Yes. Uh, <laughs> after we're done with this podcast, because um, you know this, the minute we're done reading the last book, straight, straight for all straight of straight for the wiki, straight for the content, straight for the Reddit. I might even have to download a Reddit. Does one download, download a Reddit? A Reddit. <laughs> Shut download up. a Reddit. A singular Reddit. To be able to read the sacred texts. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was the other thing that they corrected. Anyway, I, I think it's very funny that number 26 was written by my, uh, was written by K.A. Applegate, you know, the two of them, because uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say why, because that episode hasn't technically come out yet. What, 26? 26. It's about to come out, but it hasn't come out yet. The Separation... The separation yeah. anxiety. Twenty six was um, was the attack. No, oh, 32. 32, Sorry, there. <laughs> Thirty two. I mixed up the two in my head. I had uh, okay. been awake for a you very long me, time. You had me confused there for a second. <laughs> sorry, you had me. sorry. Um, but yeah, the separation. Thirty two. What were you? Gonna it's say? very ironic. Because it is ironic. Of my opinions about that book, which you will read and learn about. Probably in the next week or two. <laughs> yeah. No spoilers though for how I feel no about spoilers. it. This is becoming very meta. Yeah. Like very I know we say we don't you say you don't like time travel in these books, but the way that we record and then release these episodes is starting to feel a lot like time travel. <laughs> Someone starting call, to feel, Oh my god, it's a Sario rip. <laughs> it's starting to feel very complicated. There's full yeah, well, time. There are things that we can't say because we already recorded that episode, but it's not going to be released until after this episode that we're recording right now. Yeah, and it's weird that the that the 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 you and I that people know on the internet is not technically the you and I of now. It's the you and I of five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That is also mm-hmm. another thing to keep in mind. This hasn't really happened, but. Uh, we record these episodes very, very, very far in advance, so we don't. Uh, our opinions are 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 subject to one hundred percent change, and um, my ratings for some of the books have already begun to shift. So maybe when we do our series retrospective, I'll I'll like give a final cool. rating of each of the books. I agree. I think we should do that. Our finale, but, like, already, my opinions have changed about, especially, like, David and shit. But anyway, sorry, continue. Mm-hmm. I feel like our finale is going to be, like, several parts. Because we have a lot. I think it ought to be. I think I think in order to do it justice, it should be. Um, but I can already tell we're going to have a lot to say about things we've already said. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> I'm just realizing it's weird that people actually, like, know us on the internet. 
Like I yeah. know conceptually. We are indelibly we... pressed into the into the the nano angstroms of the World Wide Web. Well said. It's just weird. Thank because, you. Like, you're welcome. Um, it's weird to think about. Like I don't have a social media presence, really. Um, mm. You do more than I do. Um, I wish I didn't. <laughs> so, like, sometimes I'm I'm just like laying in bed thinking about like people actually listen to our podcast. And they know that I was almost in a grunge band. And they know <laughs> things about Penny. And they know facts about our lives. And they know... They know about my bowels. <laughs> they know all... Probably more than people would Maybe, like to Maybe, yeah, know probably more than they want to know bowels. about my bowels. Like... I'm not know... sorry. <laughs> it's just so weird. It's so weird. Like, they know things that we would, like, never tell anybody in real life. It could... Because yeah. this po- the format of this podcast is just you and I chatting. Um, it's very weird that people know us on the internet. Um, yeah, people independently like experience our voices in a way that, that you and I won't because we're so used to them. Wild and crazy. Wild. Like, and it, it's interesting, too, because like if we were walking down the street, I don't think anybody would recognize us either. No, just... we've never posted what we actually look like, and, and I don't mm-hmm. intend to, but we, if you reckon, if you manage to recognize us from our cute little drawings, <laughs> and the, the way our voices drawings. sound, um, good on you, I say guess. Say hi. Good on say you. Say hi. Um, thanks for yeah, having I good love... taste in podcasts. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, I guess we should have done this earlier, but thank you to everybody who listens to our podcast. Oh um, yes! One yeah, sec. let's Let do me that. pull up. Let me pull up so I can thank the the actual number that it is. Thank you to all. One sec, the stats are loading. Are they loading? One sec. This is an I'm estimate. Also, the... we get our I'm stats. I'm not connected to the Wi-Fi. From uh, our estimated audience, are we are we ready? Are we ready? One sec, almost. Our estimated audience is. Thank you to fifty-eight of you. All fifty-eight of you and our ninety-two and... unique listeners. In the past seven yes. days. I don't really know how thank that you. works, but... I think that's new people that have listened to our show. Maybe? Oh, I see. Or, or different people that have listened to our show. I'm not... It's I'm not a... The I'm not, I'm not of, a... I don't know. <laughs> this is the explanation. The number of distinct devices determined by IP addresses that downloaded or streamed your podcast in the past week. Oh, cool. Thanks to you guys. Still- Thanks to 92 of you. Thank you to ninety two of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, different lists, people, different people. So, so not counting the same. Pe- uh, I'm just, I'm just gonna say thank you. Thank you I'm to everybody. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this right now, thank you um, for listening to our silly little podcast or silly little opinions about this amazing series. Um, we know that these books are really special to a lot of people. Um, a lot of people grew up reading these. Um, and I know they have a really special place in people's hearts, so thank you for listening to us talk about them and sometimes make fun of them um, and roast your favorite characters and just generally be the worst. Uh, huh. I appreciate it. Ha! Huh. Yeah. It's weird. We've gotten multiple people, and I don't know if we've mentioned this on the, like, how weird we think it is, that we've had multiple people say that we're their favorite podcast. That oh, yeah. is surreal to me. That is a high honor, because there are some really amazing podcasts out there. With and... higher audio quality. 
have <laughs> and better commentary and funnier hosts. But... We're recording. We're uh, we record on USB mics through ZenCaster, and we edit. Which I is... edit the shit on Garage Fucking Band, okay? and we post through Anchor on Spotify, which is free. We spend zero money on this podcast. Legit. We pirate all these books. Don't tell me. Hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't need to know about that. Hey, nobody needs to know about that. Oh, they already know. Um, how yeah, do you think everybody yeah. got these books in the first place? It's our secret, our secret shelf. That's <laughs> I right. I like to start collecting, like, physical copies of Animorphs. I agree. I would also like that. Um, I don't know where you'd even copies. find them, but... Probably, like... I do... Oh, speaking of physical copies, I can post, yeah, I, can, I can post this now, because, uh... I, I, I just want to say, I, I finally, I got my hands on um, Chris Grimes' adaptation of The Visitor. It is stellar! Shout out to our man, Chris Grimes. Shout what out, out to Chris Grimes. He is incredible. These books are all... absolutely stunning. Please go buy yes, them. Yes, yes. Because the, 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 now, we, when this episode comes out, it will be about a week since uh, uh, The Visitor graphic novel has been released. It is really, really stellar work. It's really quite, it's very good. So I, I highly recommend people go read. I just, I was, I heard we were talking about physical copies and that made me think. Mm-hmm. I do, technically that's the only copy of an Animorphs book that I own. <laughs> is Chris Grind's, uh adaptation of The Visitor. But um, mm-hmm. you should all go check that out. And then also go check out his adaptation of The Invasion. It's also really yeah. good. And Visitor 3 has a dumper. He's got a thick ass. Man is a horse in these, in these novels. He's um, a horse, but he's also very thick. Like, I'm talking like, he keep it juicy juicy, he eat that lunch, like Doja Cat. Several C's. Thick. Speaking of non-physical books, if you don't have the shelf space for physical copy, these are also online. Where did you get your online copy? Uh, bringing it back around, uh, Reddit. Um, they have all been graciously uploaded in, in several forms, including PDFs, EPUBs, all sorts of forms other than those two. <laughs> but it's all of them, and with minimal spelling errors. <laughs> Beautiful. But, uh, I would say, if you can, and, and I would like to do this more, uh, I know you can buy physical copies through Scholastic, mm-hmm. and it's probably more ethical on some level to do that but yeah I'd especially still, yeah it's like a small author um so if you can afford to purchase these books please do um yeah it's just wicked expensive to to buy a lot of them and also seriously yeah. you can go uh find chris you can find chris grind's adaptation of the visitor uh most places you can find it on amazon or on comiXology you can find it at barnes and nobles um, probably powell's i don't fucking know uh, Any place that you buy though. physical books, go get that. Go get it. Yes, yes, um, yes. Go get it. It's it's really stellar. It's really excellent. Um, what were we talking about before that? Well, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. We were talking about physical. We were talking. No, we were talking about uh, online presences and how it's weird that people oh. know us. How weird it is. I gotta to be known. say, this is surreal because normally we do try to keep, even though like. Getting off topic, which I'm going to do again right now, is is something that like we try Shocker. to we tr- it's it is 
it's 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 one of our charms and and it's one of our 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 key aspects of our show but we still try to keep it in rain this is like the one time where we don't really have a book to talk about so we are just uninhibited like going have, back and forth you probably don't know this but none of this is scripted i have four lines of text i have in my notebook right next to me I have bullet points about what we should probably talk about on this episode, but we're just spitballing here. Um, and this is how oh, our yeah. normal conversations go. Just to give yeah. you a little window into the absolute chaos that is our friendship. Um, oh, yes. For fun. A window into our broken psychology. Welcome <laughs> to my twisted mind. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, it's, just, it's just being neurotip- uh, uh, neurodivergent. Um, fun stuff, fun stuff. Should we? I think we should now. I think we should move on. (laughs) I think we should move on. And I think we should discuss some of the our hot takes about your hot takes. Um, Including the hot takes that some people have sent us. Um, Starting off strong, we got a lovely email uh, from a lovely person telling us that she adores our podcast. Uh, I almost cried. I've read it like six billion times. Um, so Karina says, I'll go, also, I'll go down with the headcanon of Rachel as the Bython, and Marco as severely compet to compensate for being hopelessly in, jo- in love with Jake. I'm going to read that mm-hmm. again, because it's a hot take. <laughs> I'm going to read it again. <laughs> read it again. Slow. <laughs> Rachel is the Bython. <laughs> Not Marco, as we have previously suggested. Um, and Marco is severely compet to compensate for being hopelessly in love with Jake. That is a hot take uh, by one of our followers, Corinna. Thank you for sending us that. What do we think about that, Jenny? I think it's a bold take. I think it is based and bipilled. Um... <laughs> what does that What does that based mean? Based tr- and bisexual-pilled. Oh, I okay. said what I said, you said what and I I said what I meant. An elephant's faithful one hundred percent. Okay, I didn't understand. What, a okay, word of that. let we're, me. We're, we're, uh, that's okay. I didn't understand anything I, uh, that I said either. Here's okay. I appreciate the take. I do. However, <laughs> I will go. I will also go down with my personal ship. That Marco is a big shirt, big pants bisexual because mm-hmm. there is no way a man that a, a, a little boy that absolutely chaotic ADHD comrade communist possibly on the spectrum Joker fucking mm-hmm. Arthur Peck looking motherfucker is attracted to one gender. Do you get what I mean? I have like he's I open for whatever. Agree. Absolutely, I agree, Marco. Big shirt, big pants, bisexual. It also just feels right to say, you know, just every time yeah. it comes out of your mouth or my mouth, that just rings a, rings a little bell in my mind. That's like, yeah, that's Marco. <laughs> it just like it gives you a little pat on the on the brain. Mm-hmm. It just it just, just my like, brain. Ah, uh, yes, bisexual um, Marco. <laughs> I also I think I this is full take, and I appreciate the headcanon that Rachel is a mean bisexual because I feel like that has a lot of merit. And can potentially be based in text. Agreed. Um, 
Like, I just... I just kind of want her to love women. That's my thing. Yeah, I kind of want her to love women. Yeah, I'd say if she's gonna be, if she's gonna be mean, she might as well be a mean lesbian, but she's with Tobias, so... True. Yeah, I just can't... A mean bisexual could work. Mm-hmm. I think Rachel There's is no mean bisexual... Reason... With there's her no reason everyone can't. <laughs> True. There's no way. There's no reason everyone can't be bisexual. <laughs> it's like homestuck. I agree. Oh God, no. Except That's what were we talking about? Were we? This wasn't on there because we were. The you and I were just chatting. We were talking about Cassie the other day and how Cassie mm. is a straight cis oh. woman who's just like gender non-conforming but very secure yes. in her identity because she's put in yes. the work. She's done the questioning. Put in the work. She's questioned She's her gender and her sexuality. She's like, no, I am a hetero cis woman. And Girl, she's completely child. comfortable with that. And I love it. So much respect. And she's gender nonconforming. And she's just, she's, she's the best. That's, that's my, those are my thoughts. Most of your opinions Cassie. is that she's the best. Mm-hmm. I will say, I fucking, I love gay people. Don't get me. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, okay? As a homo, I do love homos, but there is something- <laughs> Look, I love gay people, okay? I have lots of gay friends. I just love that you had to clarify that when you were yourself. Because of what I'm about to say, <laughs> I love gay people, but there is something so fun to me about a cishet person Mm-hmm. Who's just like a hundred percent? I am one hundred percent secure in who I am. Because I'm like, I feel like on some parts of the left, we have a tendency to c- equate being like cis het or being like any like not marginalized person. This is just something that I noticed. Mm-hmm. We have a, a tendency to like equate that with being like I don't know wrong, <laughs> and that doesn't feel very right to me. So whenever I see like like one of my one of my friends who I will not name is a cis het dude, but he's a little bit you know, and <laughs> he's just like fully like yes I know I'm I'm a bit effeminate and I'm a bit extravagant, but I have a loving girlfriend who I've been with for years, and I'm like yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know I don't know what it is about it that I just I just love it. So I I, I think so much appreciate that interpretation of cassie thank you i i agree there's something about that that's just like i don't know i don't know i think it's just, I just like people like, i i like watching people be secure in who they are i agree i agree like i i think people who are secure and unapologetic about who they are are just completely next level because you can just see it in everything about them that they're so completely themselves that there's like <sighs> it's so good and i appreciate yeah. that and i think that's what we're all aspiring to be too um i know that's like what i personally aspire to be um so there's just something about it that is so good and that's why i love that for cassie because she just seems like the kind of person to have that um to have yeah. like done the questioning to have done the work and then is very secure in herself um. Yeah. Wait, who else is in this group? I'm just thinking about Cassie now. Um, that's as you should. As I should. You know what? Growing up is realizing that Cassie should be your favorite. Get over it. 
Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Please, God. Um, yeah, Jake is whatever. He's just kind of there. Um, but I think... <laughs> no, we can't regress. We can't regress. <laughs> We've already got... We, we spent the first half of this podcast being like, eh, dude, Jake, you dumb dude, white guy. And I'm like, now I'm like... Nah, I'm ride or die. I'm ride no, or die for Jaco. No, I agree. I am. I'm ride or die for Jake as well. I think. I think Jake's deal is that he's just like, he just loves Cassie with his whole heart. And I think Jake's thing yeah. is that he just, after this, provided that he doesn't like, traumatically kick the bucket, um, at some point well, in the series for you know dramatic effect, um, as he's he done survives. before. As, as he's done several times before. Um, so if Jake doesn't die by the end of this series, I feel like his shtick is just gonna, he's just, just wants to just, like, be a good oh, person. Oh, great. Like, he's, he's a male wife to his girl boss. There we go. Oh, I don't know that Cassie's <laughs> a girl boss, but you know what? I've, but the, close enough the energy. similar idea. <laughs> he just, I feel like Jake would I, just want to be, like, a stay-at-home dad. And yes, he's, like, I have really a do hobbies. love the idea of that. Like, of like after all Jake. this trauma, after after all this trauma and shit, he's like, I am a house husband. I am exactly. good. I've got my my beautiful wife and my wonderful kids, and I, I don't would, need anything else. <laughs> I think he would like go to college to to just like have something to oh, do. Oh god, to it, just English something. major, <laughs> English major, Jake. Um, but after that, I think he would be like, let's not enter the workforce. He's a, he yeah, just wants his, to his wife is, is the and go his to wife PTA is, is the fucking yeah his wife is the breadwinner yeah Cassie has some she's she's a vet and she's a veterinarian uh, she's a veterinarian makes that that money that money um but she yeah she's she gets all the money to do all the things he's just at home. He's like he like builds a shed for all the animals. He builds um, a shed. <laughs> what do men do? Doing men things. So like I was saying, like I think this is what Bryn thinks men do. <laughs> build build what sheds the, and what they is, build porches. They build look, decks. They do woodwork. Look, hey, look, look. look. <laughs> look. I have two moms and I myself. Yeah. What is the purpose of a husband? It's unclear to me. What do they do? What I'm not function? the person to ask here, Bryn. I know. We both have no idea what a husband does. Anyway, that's that's my vision for Jake. Is he's just a stay-at-home dad and he loves that. And he just yeah. he just wants he's to a- go to PTA meetings and bake cake with the kids and make their lunches. Yes. I don't know. I do love this idea. Yeah. And anyway. Anyway, what it, that was a huge tangent. Um, so suffice it to say, um, uh, and the question of uh, is Marco or Rachel bisexual? My answer is porque no los dos. I think both. Both is good. Why not both? <laughs> both is both. good. The more the merrier. Uh, Rachel and her non-binary bird boyfriend—they just kick ass. They're a power couple. We got Marco flirting with everything that moves, and um, Cassie and Jake being perfect and ideally both alive. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to a different take.
<laughs> sorry, I just I was scrolling through a Twitter and I came across the Abraxas Coyote um, tweet where, where they tweeted that as does does the Kentucky Derby take place in Kentucky? Look, 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 look. I have never claimed to be a smart person. Good. <laughs> I thought it was just called that, and it took place other other places. Okay, I, 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 I don't know how to answer for my crimes against the horses, but I just know from the bottom of my stallion heart, I am sorry. <laughs> so you should be. So you should be. Um, anyway, yeah, thank you to everybody who submitted pictures of what you think uh, various aliens look like. Um, oh yeah, Jenny and I argue about what various air aliens like are supposed to look like for an unreasonable amount of time off air. Um, They're always Pokemon to me. I can't help it. Po- pocket monsters. Pocket monsters. I. They're just. I don't know. They're in my mind. They're always really bad CGI. Like <laughs> really early two thousands science fiction just, just say like the tv series really shoddy cgi that's in my just mind say that's the how TV they show series. <laughs> i don't want to do that though i don't want to do can i just say how do i ask you this question bryn if sure. they make an animorphs tv series would you rather have it be live action with like cgi morphing mm-hmm. and stuff uh uh that's a b a fully animated 3D, uh, like, like, CGI, like, three-dimensional, um, uh, uh, cartoon, or a fully 2D animated cartoon. What would you prefer? You know what? Here's my thing. I'm not a good person to ask this, because I love terrible CGI. It's just, it has a special place. You know this. You know this really bad science fiction i love it it's chef's kiss to me like like um what is that movie disney's john carter why do i love that movie i should not it's terrible but i love it for some reason so like i would say either a really bad cgi morphing or a 2d um animated series i'm not a really big fan of 3d animated series i think 3d yeah. Doesn't do it for me. I think you have, like, a lot more room for flexibility. In, I think it's in... hard to make it look good sometimes, because sometimes yeah. our knee-jerk reaction is to sort of see it as kind of a little bit cheap-looking. That's not to say 3D uh-huh. animation can't look really stunning and, and beautiful, but for for TV, it just tends That's to sound like, like, the only, like, one of the... I'm trying to think of 3D animated shows... And I keep thinking of Miraculous Ladybug. And I haven't watched Miraculous Ladybug, but I've seen clips of Miraculous Ladybug. It's not... And I gotta say, the animation is, uh... It's not stunning. Uh... It's not great. Maybe, like, a C? <laughs> like, oh. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm probably... Uh, we've pissed off the Miraculous fans now. So sorry. Neither They're coming for us show. with their cat noir. 
Um, like, I think some some um, 3D animated shows do it well. Um, like Camp Cretaceous, that I watched all of it with my little brother. It's very good, actually. Um, I think that does it well, because it's dinosaurs. Tron Uprising looks, it's pretty, no, Tron Uprising is the movie. What is the, no, Tron Legacy is the movie. Tron Uprising. Tron Uprising is the show. Um, For a one-season show that really did not do well, unfortunately, it looks pretty awesome. Like, and it's 3D animated, but it's mm-hmm. it's super stylized and and very very cool. Oh oh, and another. This isn't the children's cartoon, but some of the the shorts in in Love, Death, and Robots, they do look fucking stunning because they have that money. <laughs> but they have that money. Uh, animated series tend to not to. Yeah, I think 2D is is the way to go because like 3d it's just a little bit too close to realism that your brain's like that looks bad actually yeah Um, that's the thing and i yeah i think 2d is a lot easier to like when proportions aren't right or um, if something is like highly stylized it's a lot easier for our brains to accept that like yeah that's a thing it's 2d it's like not actually yeah, your brain Real? is already suspending disbelief. It's like musical theater. Your brain yeah. is already kind of suspending disbelief. Exactly. So yeah, I would I vote for a 2D. Um and I think it would Yeah, I think it would be really good in like kind of a like a How do I explain this? Mm. Kind of like a really highly pigmented not quite comic book style, but like, you know, like what you do for our thumbnails. Like, I think that would be oh. a really good style for our, for. But if it was like two D, I think that would be a really good style for the Animorphs TV show. You feel? You heard it here first, folks. What I'm Hire saying is that we should make the that. art director. <laughs> art direction, more like fart direction. I'm uh, 20 years old. I'm about to turn 21. <laughs> Oh yeah, everybody wish Jenny a happy birthday, because by the time this episode releases, it will be her birthday. Uh, it will be one day to my birthday. But close enough. I can't do math. That's okay, I can't- Girl, you think I can? The fuck? (laughs) I know you can't. Bitch, the fuck? Uh, um, anyway. Oh, my vote- Oh, my vote for- My vote for a TV series would actually be- I would want to see it live action- with really good CGI. Like, I want it to scare me good. Because that, mm. I don't know. Like, and like Visser 3 talking it, it, to the kids in the height that I imagine him. Like, talking to real children. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this terrifying, like, almost Stranger Things kind of mm-hmm. level animation I'm talking about. Like, oh, okay. That would oh, we're be... talking a high budget. Oh, a I'm high talking, budget. like, Netflix. Okay, actually... Netflix is not an example of a high budget, but you know what I mean. Uh huh. Interesting. Well, then if it's if it's um, what live action? I was gonna say real life. Let's hope not. <laughs> um, no. You have to find who. Like, who would you? Do you have any specific casting? I mean, besides Ray Fiennes. No. Except Ray Fiennes. That Scottish guy. Um, like for yeah. the kids specifically. I'm not really so good at, like, face claims and, and, and stuff like that. 
that's not really my forte. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'd like them to look like 13-year-olds. That'd be ideal. Also, put me in it. I don't care where. Oh, uh, did we talk about we, this on the show where we'd be uh-huh. in the background? Those two extras just in the background. The two extras just in the background with the, worms, with the worms hanging out the ears. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. kind of like in uh, the Umbrella Academy, that one woman who plays a bunch of different characters. It's just us in the background just of like, every episode. is a different yeah, person. I, don't, I can't recall if we talked about that or not. Fairly sure we did. I think we talked about it in the conspiracy. Because we were talking about the sharing. Oh, right. Anyway, You're so that's my hot take. That is the episode, so you should know. Yeah, I don't go- I, Girl! I don't take in all that shit. <laughs> I don't but attain information. Our episodes are two and a half hours long. You think I'm listening intently for those two and a half hours? I don't know what you do. I be on my phone. Hmm. I got my air- I got my, my headphones on. To listen to, like, for, like, intense audio errors or cutting, like, like when we have interruptions and stuff. But I got an AirPod in my ear li- watching a YouTube video at the same time. I have ADD. <laughs> you know, that's fair enough. Um, yeah. Anyway, cool. I vote live uh, action because that would be fucking terrifying. Like, watching the kids morph in live action would be so scary. However, that would be I, pretty I disturbing. wonder... I talked about this about this with my roommate. Um, I was wondering, like, would it be for children or adults? Because I think part I of think the charm be... of this part of the charm of the series is that it's this all this really intense dark stuff happening in a series intended for kids. You know? Yeah, I feel like in that case, it would be a series intended for the for the children with inside all of the adults who originally read this book. These books. But that's a well. I don't care for that. I I prefer like I don't know. I'm not I'm not in the nostalgia market. You know. I wonder if they mm-hmm. like update it for like modern times. But that this series does not. I think we've talked about this. This series does it would not, not work, work in There's modern too times. Too many. Everyone would have a cell phone. Too many things could be like fixed by just picking up the phone or a quick text. Like all of Jake's like major trauma and anxiety around what time it is would probably be relieved with like just a quick text so it could also be like... relieved with having a watch yeah also like getting a swatch no he has no he has a watch um it's referenced several times but just like oh. the fact that like tom can listen in just put a password on your phone like yeah a lot of that i feel like would be yeah cyber stalking makes makes indoctrination into a, a yerk brain cult brain worm slime species yeah. uh quite a bit easier they'd probably you know immediately win mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so all right i don't know <laughs> i feel like it could be done but it definitely wouldn't be the same yeah yeah um okay Let's talk about the thesis. No, 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 the thesis. Oh, we're talking about the thesis? Yeah. Which thesis? Well, you know, the thesis that's... No, 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 the thesis, the the literal thesis thesis that someone sent us. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. You guys know how we've been asking for a thesis paper every single episode of every week since the beginning? Somebody Mm -hmm. sent us one, which is very exciting. Yes, someone literally... And and when we say thesis, we're not talking essay. We're talking a literal, literal thesis college paper. thesis. Someone, 
someone wrote for their undergrad. And we could not be more thrilled. Unfortunately, we cannot read it yet because it's full of spoilers. But we are extremely excited once the series is done, series is done to crack into that delicious egg and slurp Absolutely. up the juice. Mm. Mm. Did I, not like that. No, I hated that actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know who you are. Thank you so much for sending us your thesis. Like, see, I can't tell you how excited we are to read this. Um, probably we will do another fan mail episode um, after the series is done so we can respond to other hot takes, other people's theses. Um, if you, if anybody else wants us to send an essay or a thesis that you have written on Animorphs, please send it to us. Um, we'll probably do another fan mail episode like after the series is over to respond and discuss them. Um, which is very exciting. Yes. It's probably going to be a um, a decent chunk of time. Um, mm-hmm. We still have about half the books to get through, but uh, it's still really exciting. It's something to look forward to. Um, I can't believe we're already right. halfway through the series. Yeah, it's wild. That's why our thumbnail changed. Hey yo, hey yo! Everybody, thank Jenny for the new thumbnail because it's absolutely no, 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 stunning. No. Thank you, but but no need for things. I just liked painting it. I've been well, experimenting with that with strange colors. I like <laughs> it. Uh, thank you. What is thank this you. accent? I don't know. Um, either. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, we're making fun of the British again. Uh oh. Um, the British quote unquote <laughs> so called people. I <laughs> I was telling <laughs> okay I was telling my coworker um, a couple of weeks ago uh, we were chatting. Um, and I mentioned that I'm British, that I'm English, and uh, we were just talking. <laughs> just we were just talking, and he was like, "Oh, can I make fun of the British? Like, is that okay?" Um, <laughs> and I was like, "Like asking if they can make racist jokes." <laughs> yeah, like legitimately. Um, I was like, "Yeah, we should absolutely bully the British. They invented racism." Let's yeah. Mm. No, for sure. Please make fun of me. Yeah. I do it all the time. Some people might say the Germans invented racism. Thanks, Kant, you asshole. <laughs> well, they invent he invented race, not racism, but that's a conversation. Either for, way uh later. We should absolutely make fun of the British. Anyway. Um that that was very fun. Mm. Uh but especially- oh <laughs> 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 And he was like, it was just so funny. He was like, oh, is that, is like, is that bad if I make fun of the English? And I was like, no. <laughs> oh, anyway. It's a moral, it's a moral necessity. <laughs> it's a moral necessity. <laughs> As an American, it is my inherited right to dunk on the British. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I think if you're a citizen of Earth, it's your moral Right, to dunk on the British. Um, mm-hmm. And to make fun of Americans, too. for To an extent, so. Um, what were we talking about? Anyway. A the- we're talking about thesis papers. Anyway, yeah, if you have an, a thesis, or like an essay, or like a legitimate thesis that you did for a thing, please send it to us. 
Uh, you're not alone. We already got one. Try to get two. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's discuss our last and longest thought. Oh, yes. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, you know yes. I mean. Oh, yeah. Jenny has the most thoughts about this. No, no, don't don't say it like that. What? Well, I, well, I have thoughts, wanna... too. That's, yeah, yeah. I don't want to... I don't know. I think we'll just... Just... For, let's read... I think you should read the whole point that they said, just for full context, because I don't want anyone okay. to think we're, like, misrepresenting anything. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um... Alright, so we got a wonderful email from another wonderful person, um, absent-minded, um, and also known as Lauren Fanger on Tumblr. Please go check them out. Um, so she sent us this very detailed essay. Literal essay. Very well structured. And I'm going to read it for you now. I give uh, you so an A+. You know, we give you an A+. Uh, it's very well written. Um, so you guys can know what we're talking about when we respond to this detailed thought. Okay, here I go. Hey, Bryn and Jenny, you can absolutely read this on the show, by the way. I'd love that. First off, I wanted to say that you guys are officially my favorite podcast ever. I love these books, and I've loved them since I was little, and it's great to experience them like this with you guys. Anyway, I've been catching up with your backlog, and I have a lot of thought more, and I have a lot more thoughts once I do catch up but I just heard your Horkbajir Chronicles episode and had to reach out because I have thoughts specifically about them and the Andalites. At first, I was going to send you a long-ass essay about whataboutism, but I finally realized that if I want you guys to actually talk about this on the air, which I've never written to a podcast before, this is big for me, I should break down my thoughts into some easily digestible points. I hope I've succeeded. Going in, keep in mind that I'm on the Andalite apologism. Apologism? Apologial apologism. Apologia. I don't know. Apolo apologism. 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 End of the scale. <laughs> but I think my points have merit. I'm not an Andalite military apologist, but I am an Andalite culture apologist and an Andalite character apologist. Basically, that was very hard to say. For I think my tongue is broken. That's okay. Back to the email. Sorry. That's my only real bias. So, condescension and exceptionalism and arrogance are microaggressions, but macroaggressions exist in the plot and they're way worse. The Andalites never call other species scum or filth that they don't enslave, and their discoveries and ex exploration aren't followed up with the theft and, um, and, whoa, and cultural imperialism and exploitation. The Andalites do genuinely seem to want to help and learn, and just because they're imperfect doesn't mean that their good intentions mean nothing. They're not trying to make the galaxy like them. They just think they're best at what they do. And really, humans aren't any different. We think our ways are better than everyone else's. And if we humans went into space and found the Hork-Bajir, it would probably end badly. Way closer to the Yerks than the Andalites, to be honest. Kids growing up in conservative households need to learn to question their society's beliefs and ideas. And need to learn that they can grow up to be better people. And maybe even that they don't fit with their family's ideas at all. Aldrea's life is a good story for people like that, I think. You need to know that you can change and also know that the right thing to do is step up, fight back, and not get lost in guilt. Aldrea might be on a twi be twist, be a twist, be a twist, on a tired going narrative trope, but for me, she's really meaningful and important. 
because she's a sign that people can change, and she was one of the first well-written takes on the subject that I saw growing up. The existence of the Andalites is really relevant to particularly American kids reading the books. That is, there are good people and good ideas and valuable cultures, but those people and cultures also have a lot of flaws, but you can integrate that without either dismissing everything bad or idolizing everything good. But the people themselves aren't going to be a one-to-one reflection of their government's worst deeds. Every society has problems and flaws and ugly areas, and if you have to reckon with that, and learning to look at the Andalites uh, holistically teaches you to look at your own culture holistically. You guys wouldn't say that every American ever is evil just because they're all on stolen land. Aldrea avoids what we call what might be called Andalite guilt. She doesn't feel trapped by her parents' actions. She isn't drowning in self-pity. She's not asking Doc to do things for her because she's helpless. She actually learns and swallows her pride and it's his story and learns that it's his story and she's just along for the ride. Despite what I said above, Andalites aren't humans, and I don't know that it's fair to assume that they're backing up condensation and dickish pride with let's rape your land and kill your people. The Vulcans are assholes and really not that different from the Andalites in terms of how they're somewhat isolationist? Isolationist. Thank you. My brain is broken. Um, (laughs) You've been reading for a while. You're good. You're almost done. You got it. And have strict cultural codes that put Vulcan philosophy and Vulcan ideas above human slash pan federation ones. But we love them on Star Trek. What's the difference? Vulcans also segregate their ships and space forth ethically and maintain a fleet apart from starship. And they call other cultures primitive or simple all the time. And it's kind of understood that they're wrong, but also not com- comparable to the Cardassians. I guess I'm uncomfortable with letting the idea that arrogance equals bigotry go by without speaking up, you know? Anyway, I hope you guys are well, and I'm loving the podcast. Keep up the good work, and keep having fun. Thanks for reading. Absinthe. Yeah, Bryn! Wow. Great. All that popcorn reading in English class really paid off. (laughs) Popcorn Bryn. (laughs) Popcorn Bryn. It's just just me. It's just me reading. It's just you... You, you're reading these books to yourself, and you're just, for each chapter, going, like, Popcorn Bryn. My name popcorn. is Jake. Like, <laughs> um, who should, Popcorn Bryn. Hmm. Popcorn uh, Bryn. Uh, uh, popcorn Bryn. This is a really hard choice, but I think I'm going to Popcorn Bryn. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> you got <laughs> Anyway, um, that was the, e- that was the lovely email that we got sent. Um, also, <laughs> She sent that in like July, June, July. Oh, We're yes, terrible. we probably should address this on air now. Address our fault and our and our drama and our complama. As much as we asked people, okay. So when we first started the show and we were plugging our email, uh, we were really not getting anything. Like just this July and this summer is when we started actually getting emails. So. We did not check it for a really long time, and we're super sorry, because that's how we missed the emails from, from Corinne and Absinthe. Um, so we sincerely want to thank you for, for both of you, and, and all of everyone who's written to us for, for your immense patience in our dum-dumness. Thank you so much. Like, if you've ever sent us an email and we've, we haven't gotten back to you for a hot second, I, we're so sorry. So incredibly sorry. Um... We're not yeah. good at our job. 
Anyway, we're, we're making an effort to do better. Um, we both didn't have notifications on the email because we were scared of spoilers. Um, but we both have the email setting up, set up on our phones now. So we know right away when we get an email from one of you guys. Yes. Uh, so please don't let that deter you from sending us emails. We want to hear your thoughts. Anyway, back to this specific long thought. Several thoughts. Several points. Several points with merit. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Several thoughts. Several, points, several thoughts. Several, several lines of code. Several words on a page. <laughs> several peas um, in a pod. Several peas in a pod. Okay, so this is mostly about the Hork-Bajir Chronicles. Um, mm-hmm. Cast back into your memories. Try to remember... Uh, what we discussed, how badly we dragged the Andalites in our Horpagir special. Um, if you need to pause this episode, go listen to all six hours of that special and then come back. <laughs> literally, literally 48 hours. Yeah, go listen to the 48 hour special. Come back. Have you done it? Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Hi. All right. Um,. We both have thoughts about your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Jenny, do you want to go first? Because my tongue is tired from reading uh, all that. Uh, yeah, sure. 100%. Thank you. Um, I do want to say in advance, uh, I'm very sorry if I've been racist to the Andalites. Um, I don't think I've judged individuals for the societal issues that I have with Andalite culture and their military. But if I have, uh, I'm very sorry. Um, I don't wish to engage in alien racism. Um, Okay, here's my thing. Um, First off, thank you for writing this email. And thank you for actually challenging our thoughts. That's just a... I don't know. That's a nice thing to oh, do. Yeah, I, I try and get cushioned like the blow. Yes. I try to cushion the blow because I'm a Libra and I hate conflict. But my thing about the Andalites... I don't dislike Andalite culture because it's condescending. I dislike it because it's warhawkish, you know? I I dislike it because they've done basically war crimes. Like, they held an entire, as far as we know, and this could change, like, when we read, like, Visser or, or something. As far as we know, they did hold the Yerk planet under a military occupation after violating like a prime directive and adopting kind of colonialist mindsets in the same way the federation does sometimes in in star trek um they had a very like colonial mindset with with treatment of the yurks and that's not okay (laughs) and that is pretty much a war crime and that's not to mention they were also going to do a war crime to the Hork-Bajir. And, and, you know, of course it didn't actually end up happening because of Alaron's actions. Which, you know, I, have, I highly doubt Alaron constructed the quantum bomb without, you know, d- uh, conducting his betters and getting their approval. Considering that it was an official room inside an official Andalite military base on the Hork-Bajir homeworld. Um, even if he didn't, you know, unleash the bomb, he still made it and still planned on murdering millions. Like, that was a thing he was 
going to do. It was approved by the government. They were going to do that. You know? That's a huge war crime. Even if it didn't happen, it's still pretty fucking bad. You know? So shit like that is is my problem with the Andalites. It's not that they're assholes. It's that they potentially do war crimes. You know? It reminds me a lot of, like, American neoliberalism. Like, the fact that um, neoliberalism tends to be, you know, although it's not as uh, gosh, I had worded this so succinctly before and now my brain is turning to mush. Oh, it's the Libra. It's the Libra in me. She's trying to avoid the conflict. <laughs> oh no. I don't have that problem. Basically, um, like, neoliberalism is, as a, as a war ideology, is not inherently, like, uh, war hawkish in the way conservatism often is, or fascism often is, but the results tend to be the same. So, like, the, they'll go into these countries, like, with the intent, like, oh, we're going to, quote-unquote, free the people, we're going to, like, educate them, and yada yada yada, when in reality they're still doing colonialism. And the motive doesn't so much matter, because the colonialism is still happening. Yeah, and so it's I very do feel just trip. Yes, it's very missionary, like Christian missionary logic. And I do feel justified in in you know condemning the Andalites for that, because that is kind of what that is. You know, I I I I don't, of course, uh, condone the blanket judgment of individuals. Um, for their what their society's crimes are, um, because that would be racist. However, I still feel justified in 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 condemning the society because they've done really horrible things, and and that doesn't you know excuse the actions of the Yerks, even though they themselves are victims of of uh, war and colonialism from the Andalites, that does not excuse the genocide that they are attempting. 100% it does not. But I can condemn both of these cultures without having one be considered somehow so much worse than another. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. Yeah, I really should have written this down. Because I'm really flying out off the seat of my ass here. Um, <laughs> I really am. Uh -huh. I'm flying by the seat of my pantaloons. Um, no, but it, I I see what you're saying. The I think our biggest problem with the Andalites is that... Yeah, they feel like a... They're... they're I mean, we talked They're about Joe this. They're Joe Biden. They're Barack Obama. I swear we talked about this, like, in a recent episode. Like, in I depth. think we talked about this during the Andalite Chronicles. Did we? We did. I think. I remember comparing them to neoliberals. And I think that's an apt comparison. And I think comparing mm -hmm. the no, Andalites I, to Americans in general is apt. Even I, though they are British. In my head. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think, um, absent... That's where I think we both agree with Absinthe and in, in like the comparison um, 
to to of Andalites to American culture. I feel like it's very one to I'm feeling like it's right on the the money there. I feel like that's very intentional from the authors. Um and sorry, I'm are you, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I'm I'm trying to bounce off of you so that I can <laughs> Maybe okay. make a co- maybe make a potentially a maybe coherent make a point. Okay. Maybe make a coherent point. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's actually one of the things that I like the most about Andalites, narratively, is that they are bad. Like they're not great. They're not as bad as the Yerks, but they're like they also are exceptionally flawed. Um, and I think. I think narratively, I really like that about the Andalites. I don't think they need to be good or perfect. Um, yeah, I think Absinthe would I, agree with you on that. Yeah, and I absolutely agree with Absinthe in the, that, like, they're very, um, like, very much a parallel to American culture and um, American society. And I think the books are way better for it. I absolutely agree with you there. And I also agree with the statement that um, the idea that arrogance is not equal to bigotry. I agree. Like, you can be arrogant and not bigoted. That is that is true. Um, but sometimes they do go hand in hand in certain cases. And I think some Andalites do have that problem. Um, yeah, where I disagree with Absinthe is that, is, is the point about Aldrea where she learns that it's not her story, it's Doc's story, because I feel like, unless we're talking about, like, the very, very end here, but for, like, 90% of Andalite Chronicles, she's using him to get what she wants, and then she's like, no, it's the power of love, I love him, and then... She's, like, using him and his people to get revenge, and she's using his people like shock troops. That's what it felt like. Um, Yeah. So, like, I don't think, really, that she learns that it's his story. I do feel like she is using him and his people for revenge. Um, Yeah, I do want to say, though, Absinthe in her email did not say that Aldrea learned that it was not her story it's just that it like she says uh she actually learns and swallows her pride and it's his story she's just along for the ride by the way bars but i do disagree that she learns or swallows her pride i don't think she does that at all i think that's part of the point Mm -hmm. yeah I, i yeah and um Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Now you're contagious. You're literally contagious I'm because sorry, I have so I'm many sick, I'm sick. I have so many coherent points in my brain. But now I have none. 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 Oh, okay. I also do I also want to do... say Oh, oh no, no, you go. No, you go. It's your first coherent thought in a while. No, no, no. You ju- you getting it and it's going you're going to lose it. Go. <laughs> okay. Um, I do agree with Absent in the general point that kids growing up in conservative households do need to learn how to question society. That is good. I agree with that. I don't, however, agree that Aldrea yeah. learns that. 
like I don't think to the extent it. that people credit her for. Like I do think by the end of the book she's still a terrible person and I don't like her. Um like I think for the 90s it's good and I like I think that in in context we do need those characters like we do need those characters that representation of people learning that what they have been brought up with is wrong um in changing in, in like putting in the work to change themselves like i still think that's a narrative that we all can benefit from um but i don't agree that that's like to the extent that people credit her for that's what's happening with Aldrea. I think her family got blown up and she was like, well, everyone's dead. So I might as well uh, get revenge, but also maybe a quantum virus isn't the best move. You know, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I agree that we definitely need those characters. We need those stories. They're so important. But I don't agree that that's Aldrea. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. Maybe that was the intent and it just didn't come across. But yeah, while maybe we were reading we're just... it, it certainly, it certainly did not feel like she ever yeah. really learned a lesson. And maybe it's because, like, we have we're reading this 30 years after it was published. Like, we have more of those characters now. Um, perhaps better characters. Like, we have Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender who had, like, the greatest <laughs> redemption arc of all time. So, like, maybe we're just, like, a little bit... Uh, maybe we're, like, you and I are just, like, a little bit spoiled in that respect. That perhaps, we have better perhaps. characters. Um, and we're just being unnecessarily harsh to her. That is entirely possible. Yeah. Um, my two points I wanted to make. I actually wrote them down for oh, I'm so just to remember you. them. Um, so Absinthe in her uh, first part of this of these points, she says that she is a critic of Andalite military culture while mm -hmm. not being a critic of Andalite culture generally. My thing about that is I disagree that they're two separate things. I think Andalite culture is a war culture like these pe mm. these kids are like they literally have child cadets and that's a part if you're a male andalite that is a part of your growing up that is it's it's like a um an adulthood ritual in some way that is a military culture like the government has literally you have to ask them to have children that's a military like under probably threat of the military you know so much of what we see from Andalites is the military. And, and in the same way that American culture is also a military culture, I don't think that the two are separate. And so when I judge Andalite military culture, I am judging their culture because I think it deserves to be judged. Um, so that's my thing on that. And then mm -hmm. I was thinking about how, about Andalite pride, and I think there is some truth to the idea that that Andalites, their one main crime is being very prideful. Um, however, pride can metastasize into racism. Because racism is, a lot of it is an mm -hmm. ego thing. 
And pride is an ego thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's another, that's another thing. <laughs> I, and I think in a lot of Andalites, pride does sometimes come out in the form of out-and-out -out racism. I think it does with uh, Ciro, and I think mm -hmm. it does in some extent for Aldria. You know? Pride is sometimes the think, first step to racism. And I think, unfortunately, like, we see that, we see, like, the beginnings of that, that gets called out on by, like, all the kids in Acts, too. When mm -hmm. he'll be like, oh, primitive humans, because he's, you know, like, surprised, and they'll all be like, man, shut up. Um, so, yeah, so I think in Acts and how young he is, we can see that, like, the beginnings of that as well. No hate. Yeah, to it's acts, literally obviously. It's like that's just I, a kind of like culture thing. Please, yeah, I think that not, is like, something that I wish would be more. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, go for it. I was just gonna say I wish that is something that would be more addressed in the series. Is the fact that mm -hmm. Axe's pride is, is and and Andalite condescension, Andalite elegance is sometimes played <laughs> is often played as a joke, and it is often a very funny joke. However, much of his pride is just racist. It's just racism. Like in Megamorphs, he just says things that are out and out racist. And that's kind of a big deal. That's kind of a whole thing, you know? It's very much a call. That's why I call them colonizers. Is is very much a colonizer mentality because racism doesn't always, you know, um come out in the form of saying, like, it's not always, like, violent. <laughs> and, and I think Absinthe, she brought this up, actually, uh, in that the idea of bigotry is, or, or of arrogance is a, a microaggression, not a macroaggression. But I still feel justified in condemning them for micro and macroaggressions, even though the macro crimes are much worse than some arrogant racism. From a couple Andalites. Not even a couple. From, from basically all the Andalites. You know? Mm -hmm. I just... I, I disagree with the opinion that pride and arrogance is is somehow not bad enough to, to you know, condemn. And I, 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 I don't, I'm not sure if that's exactly what Absinthe is saying, but I still feel pretty justified in condemning the Andalites for it. Like, yeah. it still feels pretty right to me. I would condemn the Vulcans for doing it, too. You know? I would condemn Starfleet for doing it, too. Even though, you know, Starfleet tries to be respectful. <laughs> um, I'd still condemn it. You know? Yeah. And that doesn't mean you should, you know, do hate crimes to Andalites in the same way that condemning an individual for the quote-unquote, like, crimes of their race or culture is just racism. Um, I'm not gonna- I, I, I'm gonna- and I will try, and I will take the L on this, I probably have been racist <laughs> to some Andalites, and it probably has been unjustified, and I am sorry. Uh, we do I will try to be less Andalites. racist. <laughs> Cat, would you try casually let's roast the Andalites when it is perhaps not necessary? We also yes. roast, we specifically roast Elfanger a lot, because I think we both are just generally mad at him reading 
reading these as someone as people like in our 20s are technically adults terrifying thought um about like just the fact that he like conscripted these kids into this war we are very mad at El Fanker a lot uh and we've had several people being like hey that's my boy <laughs> that's my boy we're we apologize if we we apologize if you feel personally attacked because you were in love with Elfanger as a child. That was not our intention. Um, well, it yeah. was, but we apologize. <laughs> we uh, apologize anyway. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, yeah. All I'm saying is that when I condemn the Andalites, I'm condemning them less for the ma- less for the micro and more for the macro. Um, yeah, and I think it's important to do so because I think that's a huge part of the series is that mm-hmm. you know it's, it's it is it's grappling with these ideas of like colonialism and the complications therein but that doesn't mean that everyone involved gets carte blanche to not be condemned for their colonial activities like just because the yerks were subjugated does not justify anything that they do not really mm-hmm. just because the think- you know the andalites were uh, are, are being hunted down by the Yerks does not justify any of their colonizer attitudes. And the same would be true for human cultures if these were human characters. Colonialism mm-hmm. is really complicated, and people who are involved yeah. in it are often ugly and do ugly things. And it's important to be able to understand why they do the things they do while still being able to condemn those ugly things. Sorry, that was a little bit of a tangent, and I could hear you were trying to interrupt, so um, you go. <laughs> I, w- I was just breathing. Sorry. Oh. Um, <laughs> just breathing. Apologies. Someone call no, Ariana. No, but I do absolutely agree with everything you just said, and I think it was a well-made point. Congratulations on finally having a thought. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> no, we're back to bullying Jenny, everybody. Um, and we're back. And we're back. Yeah, I. Yeah, so I think. Thank you, Absinthe, for challenging us. We. If you couldn't tell, we love to be challenged. And we do like. Mm -hmm. We challenge each other uh, on and off air a lot. Um, Except for the solution episode, where we were both too exhausted, emotionally exhausted, to challenge each other on anything. Um, yeah, I've definitely changed in my opinions in that somewhat, but... Good. Um, anyway, yeah, it's thank complicated. you for... It's, it's <laughs> complicated. We don't need to get into it. Absent, thank you so much for sending us that. Um, thank you yes, to everybody. Thank you. Literally, thank you so much. sent us an email. <laughs> like, we were, we, are, we were beyond excited when we got that. All of, our, all of your emails... Um, whether they're like whole essays or just short little thoughts, um, if you just want to shoot us an email, just to be like, "Hey, um, I, I thought that was a funny joke that Jenny made. You're absolutely right. Uh, she's hilarious." Um, if you, yeah, if you have any thoughts of whatever length, please send them to us because we absolutely love getting emails, and I promise you, we will respond. Um, so yeah. Um, if anybody has any more thoughts that you would like to send us and you would like to us to like read out um, on another little special episode like this, we will. Um, it would be cool if we could do this a little bit more often. Um, you know. Some child dying in the background. <laughs> Children. 
There is a child outside, I apologize. A child? Anyway. Another glorious morning. Makes me sick. <laughs> it's a new day. It's a new day in the villa. That was a hocus pocus reference, Jenny. Love Island so much. We don't need to talk about Love Island right now. You just you just spit in a in a canteen. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I'm in an old western, actually. Um, Yeah, we've been sitting on a port uh, on a stoop in uh, (laughs) in Tombstone this whole time. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We're bringing around the OK Corral. Watching Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday roll up to the OK Corral. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, if if we responded to your hot take and you think that we got something wrong or uh, misunderstood something, misunder- misinterpreted something, uh, please let us know. Um, like, absent if we got one of your points wrong, please or like misunderstood anything, like, please let us know. Um, if you have thoughts about like the 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 Marco Rachel bisexual debacle. controversy, I w- the debacle. Please let us know. Um, like I think we're right, and I don't think like we're right. But I mean, everyone's entitled to an opinion, I guess. <laughs> but you are wrong, and we are right. <laughs> you are wrong. But I guess everybody's entitled to an opinion or whatever. Wrong though it may be. <laughs> anyway. Just kidding. Um, okay, that's all that's on my list. Jenny, is there anything else you want to say? <coughs> Any other tea that you want to Sorry. Controversy? Kombucha. Kombucha got up in there. Uh, not the booch. <laughs> the booch crack. The booch crack. The booch crack. The booch crack. <laughs> I probably yeah, cut that part out of the episode, but I, I I was like, Bryn, what if I open this episode by op- literally opening a bottle of kombucha, and you and and Bryn was like, oh, the booch crack. <laughs> yeah, as soon as it was out of my mouth, I was like, oh, she's never gonna forget about this. Booch crack, booch crack, <laughs> booch crack. Yeah, Bryn, you're gonna go to sleep tonight, and I'm gonna face. It's gonna be three a.m. You're gonna get back from work, and I'm gonna Facetime you and just go like. Booch crack, booch crack, mm-hmm. booch crack, and then hang up. That sounds about right. It's happened. Yep. It's think, yeah. Uh, it's not happened before. <laughs> there would be times- Don't spread that misinformation. <laughs> no, no, but there would be times when we lived together that we'd like we would both go to bed, and then two hours later, it'd be like two in the morning. You'd be like, do it some sort booch of vine crack. reference. You'd be like, ah, you peanut butter baby at me or something. Uh, I don't know. Um. Or you would start singing the clown school for fools. Um, <laughs> that whole song. Uh, I can't remember the. I cannot remember the lyrics for that. R.I.P. I remember some of them, and I wish I could forget them. Um, <laughs> I wish I could forget. We'll tell you about. We'll, we'll 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 tell you guys about it one day. That's that is something we can never. That can never hear the, the. That can never be heard of the light of the internet. <laughs> it's the clown school for fools. You're probably right, because it would go viral, and then we would never, never be free. Then we get canceled. <laughs> Us, we should be. We should be, we should be canceled for our clown, for clown School for Fools YMCA cover. So, we should not. Um, okay, those are my thoughts. Do you have anything else? 
No. No. Um, once again, for the fifth time, thank you guys so much for sending us your DMs, your tweets, your emails, all of it. Um, I wish, I feel like we should have another social media thing that you guys can send us something on, but I realize we don't. Like, I always go to say another thing. You know what I mean? Like, we don't no. have an Instagram or a Tumblr, because we're both, Tumblr is an abyss that we dare not traverse. Um, and Instagram... No. <laughs> no. It's not happening. Anyway, tw- you're stuck, y'all are stuck with Twitter. Also, TikTok is, seems... TikTok is a hellscape that reminds me way too much of Tumblr circa 2014, and I will not elaborate. Yeah. I, unfortunately, have a TikTok, and it's slowly eating away my brain. Um, so, yeah. It's just Twitter and email. Uh, if you don't like email, please just send us a tweet. Here. We'll respond to either, any, all. Um, also, you should follow Jenny uh, on Twitter. I don't know if all of you do, but you should. Jenny, what's your, <laughs> what's, your, what's your Twitter? What's your tweeting? The Babish. The Babish. She's amazing. I have to say, most of, okay, my favorite singer is Joanna Newsom, and I follow a Twitter that is a bot that every 10 minutes posts a chunk of Joanna Newsom lyrics. So most of my feed is just me reposting the ones that I like. So have fun with that. Um, I'm on Twitter uh, at breadwithbrin. Um, I hardly ever post, and when I do, it's usually shocker. It's usually bread that I've made. So that's mm, fun. Bread. Mm. Um, I also, by the way, I tend to like and repost art that might be considered visually upsetting. So if you're sensitive to that sort of thing... Do with that what you will. Do with that what you will. Yeah, fun stuff. Are you done with your booch? No! I can never drink these things all at once because they taste like death. Why'd you drink them then? Because they're delicious. <laughs> Jenny Babish, everybody. I am an enigma. The internacomations she- of my mind are an enigma. <laughs> And then the carton of milk falls over. If you know it, you know it. You just know it. Um, yeah. Okay. You are Bryn Spencer. I am Bryn Spencer, and you are Jenny Babish. This is a thrilling, just, exchange. Just absolutely Really just on, on the edge of my seat here. Mm-hmm. What's our next book gonna be, Jenny? Oh, shit! Here we go What's again! What's next book? <laughs> oh, shit. shit! Here we go again. It is not the separate. Oh, our next published book will be the separation. Yes. Exciting. No, oh, I can't wait for y'all. Yes. <laughs> I <laughs> the can't separation. Wait. Uh-huh. I can't wait for our books. Um, the poser and the abomination. The poser and the abomination. <laughs> the lost yeah. animals books that chronicle. That are Our just that are narrated by us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps they'll like see I the light it. of day. Who knows? Mm. They're they're mm. all they're stuck in a in a warehouse in Bangladesh. They were never released to the public for fear of um, corruption of the young Aristotle style. 
makes sense to me. There's, yeah. They're like all those lost episodes of Doctor Who. They're sitting in a, in a warehouse in South Africa. <laughs> we will lead an expedition to re- go recover the lost Animorphs books and bring them back to you personally. <laughs> that I can promise you. Yes. Yeah. We'll make it happen. Okay. Okay. I have nothing else to say. Thank you for listening. I've never said a thing in my life. Thank you all so much. If you have anything you'd like to say that we might be able to share in our next fan mail episode, uh, whenever that will be, you can add us on Twitter at Animorphin, that's A-N-I-P-U-A-N-I-M-O-R-P-H-I-N, or you can send us an email at the Animorphs book book. The uh, Animorphs book at gmail.com. I've been awake since 440. Those are all our thoughts. Next week, we will be, well, releasing The Separation, book 32. Ding dong. It's the starfish cover. The starfish cover. And we have opinions. You'll see them then. Yay. Goodbye.